0: the supernaturally paid podcast where all faith based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hoquette. Let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back. We're going to do part two of the God Friends segment that I started last week with my sister Kristen. So I'm finishing up with my sister Tiffany and I'm so excited. Tiffany is literally like the other third of my super tight God Friends circle. So I'm really just excited to have her here and just talking a little bit about what that journey has looked like for us, what it's looked like for her business, what it's looked like for my business. And, you know, just, it's going to be a really good conversation. I'm really excited to just go deeper into that conversation with Tiffany, because I can just think about so many conversations that you and I have had over the years, specifically, you know, regarding finances. I mean, I have literally been on Tiffany's phone like just crying a puddle of tears. Like, why am I going through this test? What's going
2: on? Why did I get
0: chose for this test? Like, it's like, I had totally been there, you know, so many times for her. I mean, not necessarily for her, like crying on my phone like that, but I've definitely <laughs> cried on her phone like that. It's definitely been times that her and I have talked about her business and the finances and the bottom line and what she can add and what she should take out. And, you know, that whole type of thing. So I feel like what I really want to highlight today in the second part, because what me and Chris talked about was more so like, where do you find God friends? How do those friendships come about? How do you accept them? How do you step away from people that God has not assigned you to be friends with? So we talked about it from like the more like personal standpoint, I would say. But what I really want to do, because this is Mrs. I Build Businesses, if y'all have not noticed, I really want to talk about it from the business standpoint, and I want to talk about it from the business standpoint, because I think that so often we don't understand how critical it is to the success of our businesses that God has us connected to certain people. I'm going to give y'all a prime example, maybe early last year, probably, I'm going to say probably towards the end of 2020. I really was not doing any prayer calls. I hadn't done a prayer call like in a very long time. And I remember Tiffany, Chris and I, we got on like our monthly prayer call and I had the nerves. I'm gonna say the nerves because you know, like them God friends will check you and like check you like really quick. So I had the nerve to get on a prayer call and be like, you know, I just don't know if I should be doing these prayer calls and I'm just not sure. And you know, like, This is just not really my thing. And, you know, I want to kind of leave this to other people. Like, I just don't want this to be my ministry. And they checked me very quickly and were like, you know, you're supposed to be doing these prayer calls. You know that you're supposed to have this ministry. You know that it's things that God wants to use you to help people with. But I couldn't really see that at the time. And it wasn't that like I couldn't see myself doing it. It was just like, I don't understand how this is even something that there's a space for me for, so to speak. Like it's so many Christian influencers. There's so many people who have a ministry and things like that, that I just didn't really understand like where the place was for me in that. I think I was in a kind of mindset where I thought that all the boxes were pretty much checked. So it was kind of just like, why would I go over here and do that? Your God friends will literally push you to execute that God-given purpose, to execute that God-given assignment that might be a difficult thing that you feel like you just don't want to do. So, Tiff, can you just talk a little bit about our journey with that? And then before you get into that, just kind of, you know, introduce yourself to them like formally and let them know like what you do.
2: Hey, everyone. I'm so, so very excited to be here with you all. My name is Tiffany Gillespie and I build businesses. So I own a few companies. The main company that I run on a daily basis is a business consulting firm. So we work exclusively with women and minority owned companies to help them start growing scale sustainably. And there's a whole bunch of other things that we do. You guys can visit the website to learn more about that. I am also the co-owner of a hair salon. I am the co-owner of a cleaning company. And I am in the works of signing a new partnership agreement that is actually going to give me access to two other businesses, one of which will be (laughs) in the fitness industry. I didn't
0: even know. This is new information. Just FYI,
2: y'all. So in the fitness industry, and then also a product-based business in the fashion industry as well. So be on the lookout because those things are going to be coming out and I'll be sharing more about those. So that's what I do. So not only do I build businesses for myself, I do so with business partners, I invest in businesses, and then I also help other people to build their businesses. So in reference to God, friends, and accountability, it is critical. It's so funny that Raven remembers like being checked in one of those calls. I remember being checked by them, I mean, about so many things, right? but there was a call. And this is when I was still living in my old house. And I want to say I had maybe just moved in. I was going through some financial struggles and we might talk about that. I don't want to jump ahead of Raven's questions. But, oh, no, there um, <laughs> yeah. So I was in a space. I had just purchased a house in January of 2019. By June of 2019, I was struggling to pay my mortgage on that house. So I want to say this was probably like our July or August prayer call that we did. I was really, really frustrated. And I'm on air talking about what God better do and better do this and better do that. And I mean, I had (laughs) attitude, honey. I was really feeling some type of way, you know, about the way that things have been going because I couldn't believe that God had brought me, you know, to the point of home ownership. And I was like a couple of months away from losing it. So I was really wrestling with that. I was also at the time coming up on five years of self-employment and I was struggling with looking for a job. Like, you know, and I tell this story openly, it's not a secret, but I was in a place where this ship called business was sinking. This was prior to all of the other companies that I own. So the ship called business was slowly sinking and I didn't know what to do. I was upset with God because I felt like I had to go back to a job after being self-employed for five years. I was in this frustrated place and it was my God friends who held me accountable for my language and held me accountable also to do the work to get back on track. Like when business gets rough, we don't give up and go back to what's comfortable. You got to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. And your friends will hold you accountable, you know, for figuring it out. So I would say when it comes to accountability and God friends, you need people in your life who are going to hold you accountable to what God said, who are Mm -hmm. going to remind you of the prophecies that have been spoken over your life of the words that God has given you. Because sometimes we can forget them, my best friend, who's another one of my God friends, she's really good at reminding me because I be forgetting prophecies all the time. So she's really good at reminding <laughs> me like, oh, remember so-and-so said this was going to happen. I'd be mean, like, really? So you want to make sure that you're surrounded with people. Hey, sister, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're surrounded with people who will hold you accountable to what yep. God said, not how you feel, not your circumstances or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the accountability
0: piece, I'm going to speak for myself, like has been the most powerful part of really being obedient and being connected to people that God has called to you as God friends. We yeah. could think that we are the most focused person, the most quote unquote type A person or whatever y'all want to call it, the most organized person, the most well-planned person, and it's still going to be flaws in you that your God friends are going to see that you don't want to acknowledge. I would say, like, think about for those of you that have like an understanding, because I don't feel like you necessarily have to be married to have an understanding of what it means to be married. But when you think about like marriage, it brings out things about you that you may not have noticed. You know, Mm -hmm. it brings out things about you that you need to work on that you might have wanted to ignore basically for years. And then here comes this marriage being a mirror, because this is a person that God has assigned to you as your spouse. And it's like, dang, I really got to fix this about myself. And to me, it's been very similar with God friends, you know, like one of the things I see on social media a lot now is quote unquote soft life. Everybody's talking about a soft life. Oh, I want a soft life. I want this. And, you know, I want that. Like when you walk in with God It don't work like that. And I'm not saying that the premise of a soft life is something that's like, you know, not of God, because I understand the meaning of it and what people are saying. But we have to stop thinking that friendships are always supposed to be easy because they're not. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people really turn away from God friends that were placed in their life because you don't want to hear certain things about yourself. You don't want to hear that your business is struggling because, You're not being obedient to something that God told you to do. You don't want to hear that now you're having financial problems again because God told you to do this over here with the money and then you did that with the money. You don't want to hear that you don't need to be hanging out with your A1 since day ones no more because they're toxic. Like You don't want to hear these things because we feel like I'm an adult. How dare you? I'm independent. Can't nobody tell me nothing about myself and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work like that. Those guy friends is going to tell you some things in moments and you just feel like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that to them. I wish I wouldn't have let them know that I had this goal. because Oh my God. About it. Like it goes like that. <laughs> I felt like we had to put that out there because too often we think that just because God is in something that it is easy. We think that about losing weight. We think that about when God tells us to start a business. We think that about when God gives us the blessing of marriage. We think that about when God gives us friendships. We think that about when God blesses us to be parents. Like all of these blessings that God has given me, it ain't one of them that I can say this has been easy. Even with us, you know, in our God friendship, I don't think people understand the time that we sow into this friendship. This is not just no like, oh, we have a prayer call once a month. First of all, we're on our prayer calls for like hours. And I can have my husband be a witness to this because he'd be like, y'all still, like we be on there for literally like hours y'all. But even outside of that, I know that as a God friend to them and they know that as a God friend to me, We have a responsibility to be available to one another when we can. Now, of course, neither one of us is always available. You know, we all have businesses. We all have like families and, you know, we all have other things that we are and other things Mm -hmm. that we do outside of being, you know, friends with one another. Right. But at the same time, if they say, hey, can you hop on a call real quick? And I can. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. Hey, can you hop on a call real quick? And I can't. Well, I can't right now, but I can at this time. But in the meantime, how can I pray for you? What can I do? It's like, it ain't never just no, I'm unavailable. I hope you get it. Like, it never goes like that. And it's not just about, oh my goodness, I love Kristen. I love Tiffany. It's a responsibility that God has given me, that He's given them when He assigned us to each other as God friends that I have to uphold, you know, because it's been so many times that it's literally, Eight o'clock in the morning, I'm like, is somebody available? What's going on? Or it's three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning, and I didn't had a dream or something like that, and I'm texting. Oh my God, nobody's gonna wake up and be like, next time, please don't text me in that. Like nobody. <laughs> That's
2: not happening.
0: No. <laughs> you know, so I think that it's it's very important when you consider this and when you think about like, because I saw a couple people in the beginning before you got on here, sis, that were like, oh, you know, this is what I really feel like. I need like people in my life that are God friends. And that's great. We all need it, but we definitely have to understand the responsibility that comes along with being a God friend. Like me personally, being a God friend was not something that I feel I was really able to do in 2016, for example, because I was in such a place in my faith journey where it was just so new that I just needed to be poured into, to be poured into, poured into, like I just didn't have it there. And I I had so many other things going on too, having to weed out people that I didn't need to be friends with anymore. Like it was just such a newness in so many areas of my life that it was like a purge, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So for me at that time, and I wanted to highlight that because I knew Chris and Tiffany at that time and I knew them very well. You know, Tiffany and I had like worked on her business together years, you know, prior Mm -hmm. to that. So we had already known each other. Chris and I like we hadn't necessarily like done any like business together or anything like that at that time but I was well aware of what she had going on she was well aware of what I had going on I knew that individually both of them were somebody that I could call and be like hey how's business going or you know what's mm-hmm. up with this or what's up like I knew that but at the same time the relationship wasn't there the way that it is now and I want to yeah. highlight that as well because this is not the invitation because now you're hearing about God friendship and what that means to start going through your phone and soliciting, (laughs) Ah, Hey, you know, let God do it. Let it happen naturally. Like don't overthink this. Don't feel like, let me just, I need exactly what they said that they have. Let me find two people who I can be on a phone call with for 20 hours, and another thing, too, is your God friendship might not look like ours. Yeah. You know, I recorded a podcast episode yesterday on somebody else's podcast, which is amazing. And prior to us starting the recording, you know, we were just kind of talking and catching up. And she was telling me like, oh, girl, you know, I just got out of off of my call with so-and-so and so-and-so. And we always pray, but first we catch up. And, you know, we're always on the phone for like a couple hours and, you know, whatever, like, that doesn't mean like, oh, y'all only talk for a couple of hours, girl. We be talking for seven. That doesn't yeah. make their guy friendship invalid because they don't talk on the days that we talk. The yeah. Like, it does not make it like that. God is giving them what they need in this season with the people that they need it from. And He's giving them the structure. I don't feel like when we first started, our calls were know. this long. I don't
2: so know. I don't think that they weren't this long. Our last call was like almost eight hours long. Yeah, um, like seven and a half. Yeah, for, it was a smooth seven and a half. A couple of things I want to go back and touch on. And I, I pulled up a scripture that I wanted to share with everyone. But it did not start like this. So actually, I don't know, though, because when we met in that hotel room, we were there for like three hours. And that was like this was before the prayer call. So. I mm-hmm. think that it's always taken... I feel sometimes. like it used to
0: be like a smooth like three to three four, four hours, hours
2: though. Yeah, it did. Now you can't go, go less than five. No, no. You got to block off the whole day. And I'm grateful yeah. for that. I'm grateful for, I think, what you said in terms of what God friendships look like. So another mm-hmm. reason I think that we spend the amount of time on the phone that we do is that we all live in different places. Now, me and Chris don't live in the same place, but prior mm-hmm. to that, we all lived in different places and we didn't see each other as much. I feel like as time has gone on, we've been able to see each other more and more. So that's mm-hmm. another factor as well, but to right. allow God to you know, put that together. There's a scripture though that I wanted to share that touches on something that you mentioned and it's Proverbs 17, 17. In the English standard version, it says, A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity, right? And when we were talking about just navigating the challenges of relationship, one of the things that I think people have to understand is that God deals with us relationally. I don't know if anybody's ever seen or heard this example in church, but like we love vertically, but we also love horizontally as well, right? So mm-hmm. the love and the relationship that we have with God, it is reflected in who we love on a, a horizontal plane, the people who are here with us on earth. And what I have found about friendships, and this is not the to 2 by own horn or anything, this is what my friends have said about me, is that friendship has prepared me for marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not that it answers all the questions. I'm not one of those people. I don't speak on things I don't know about. I'm not married. But however, in terms of managing relationship, being Mm -hmm. present for one another, making the sacrifices for one another, right? That I am able to, I know that when it comes time for me to be married, that I will be more prepared for that Mm -hmm. because of the way that I have operated in relationships. And I don't want that to be lost. Anybody that's single I know sometimes it can be hard to hear something like that from somebody that's married because we forget that they were single at some point, Mm -hmm. but for (laughs) anybody who may need to receive that again, the way that you deal and manage in your friendships is going to be a direct reflection of the type of wife or the type of husband that you are going to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that God shows us how to love, how to sacrifice, how to support, how to be accountable but also how to be seen. I can't Uh hide from Kristen and Raven. First of all, you can't hide from a praying woman. That's number one. You cannot hide from someone who is a praying woman, who has a spirit of discernment, who hears Uh from God. You cannot hide from them because even what I don't tell them, God will reveal it in prayer, and their personal time, whatever the case may be. But they have become, and this is something that we openly talk about, is how we have grown in mm-hmm. developing our safe space right i'll never forget like in the beginning it would be like oh like sometimes we would talk about things and it was like a qualifier like oh you know this is private or you know right i don't want to mm-hmm. dump too much on y'all or i don't want to share too much and this is also why we are now on the phone for seven or eight hours right out the window right it's like girl let me tell you about you know this thing that happened, happen and you know all of our own business never anybody else's business but it's the safe space, like the more mm-hmm. that it's developed, the more that it will bless you. And this is not just in your personal life, but also in your professional life. Like, yes, we're on here. This is supernaturally paid. We're talking about, you know, getting, you know, making money in businesses and in your career and, you know, whatever God called you to do. But you have to understand that, like, if you don't have these kind of relationships to build you up personally, you will be depleted when it comes Mm -hmm. to what you have to pour out in your business. So I just wanted to share that scripture with y'all and let you know that like your sister, your brother, like these are my sisters, Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't have biological sisters. So I take this very seriously that these women are my sisters and they were born for my adversity, right? Mm -hmm. They were born to be able to take on what I bring to the table and I have the capacity to take on whatever they bring to the table, whether it's personally or professionally. I love it. I
0: love that you just reference the scripture with it. Cause I try Mm -hmm. to tell people like literally everything that is going on, everything in the world, everything here, but like, it's nothing that is going on in your life that God wasn't already prepared for, that he didn't know already was going to happen, was going to transpire. It's like nothing surprises him. And so one of the things that I want to touch on is also how there's been times and there's been things that we haven't always necessarily agreed on. Because again, people think God, friends, like, oh, like everything is just so smooth and you know, no one is disagreeing about anything. And, you know, I see people now, especially in the wake of like, just everything going on in society, like a recession, or whether it's the raising gas prices, or what else have I seen people like arguing about everything, (laughs) people were arguing about the vaccine, like, it's so much division you know, with how people feel and, you know, just what's going on. And I just think that I want to highlight that in the wake of things that we don't necessarily agree on, it still has always stayed very respectful. I've never been tempted to force my thoughts on y'all or vice versa. They've never forced their thoughts on me. It's never gotten to a place of, well, now I'm arguing with Kristen. Now I'm arguing with Tiffany about this and about, it's like, When you have a God friendship with somebody, you talk to them in a certain way. You know, you might disagree, but you're not going to disagree with them the way that you disagree with somebody that is on the streets that you basically don't even care about. Like, it's a respect that goes along with the disagreeing. It's a respect in the tone of your voice. It's a respect in the entire approach. And you also understand because you know your friend. You know, when it's time to say certain things and when it's not, you know, we're not out here on some, I told you so we're not out here on that because there are ways to fight certain battles. If it's something that I know, like I strongly don't agree with, or I strongly do agree with or whatever, that's something that I have to take in prayer. You Mm -hmm. know, God, I pray that she would see this God. I pray that it's like, that's where I got to take it versus talking like a broken record, and, mm-hmm. you know, and trying mm-hmm. to make the person come over to my my take on things and basically feel the same exact way that I feel. So I've had to put that out there because I do think that when it comes to God friendships, there has been friendships that have been lost over the sake of disagreements. There's mm-hmm. friendships that have been lost over the sake of, I don't really like this tone in your voice. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really like this. And I think that The way that a lot of us grow up, like, especially as women, as young women, we're taught with cattiness, it's almost like a thing that we are just, like, looking out for or something. We're expecting women to be catty. We're expecting women to be jealous. We're expecting, you know, women to be envious and, you know, all of these things. And I feel like one of the biggest blessings of having God friendships is that it has constantly shown me how much I've grown in Christ and in trusting God and, you know, trusting what he has for me, like years ago, comparison was something that was such a struggle for me. Mm. And it wasn't a struggle from a place of like jealousy, but it was struggle from a place of entitlement. Like, God, I deserve this. What you mean? Like, (laughs) I deserve this because I get good grades in school. (laughs) I deserve this. And that's kind of like, to be completely transparent, that's how I was like, you know, growing up with my parents, like I will never forget, like when I wanted a car when I was in college after my freshman year, that was like what I was standing on. I'm like, what do y'all mean? Like, I've been on a dean's list all year. Like, hello, like, hello. I deserve a car. Like, it was like I came from a place of entitlement with it, with my parents, my earthly parents. And so when I transitioned over into really being saved, like, I would be the same way with God, thinking that I could like negotiate with him on some, well, God, I just did this, so I deserve this. Or God, you know, I don't cuss no more. So I deserve this. God, I don't do this no more. So I don't go out to clubs anymore. So I deserve like I was coming to him every time on this whole tip for tat type of thing. And, you know, I would see other people in that time. And if it was somebody and mind, these could be people that I don't even know what's going on in their lives. Sure. But if it was somebody that I'm like, God, she getting on, you know, her live or her conference and she's on the stage cussing, but you're releasing 2,500 people to come to her conference. And it's only 200 people at mine. And I'm honoring you. Like this is really things that I would be on. And I mean, Tiffany and Kristen, these are conversations that we had, like Mm -hmm. they saw, you know, that side of me. And it was really something that until having multiple conversations with them and hearing myself talk, I'm like, wait, this is like something that I have to deal with. Like I can't think of the scripture off the top of my head, but it literally says like, don't covet what your neighbor has. Like it is literally scripture that we should not be comparing ourselves to other people. Yet we're out here counting other people's money. We're counting how long they've been with their man before he proposed and before like, that's that's a question that that I get so often. Like, oh, so y'all married? How long y'all been married? How long was y'all engaged? How long was y'all together before he proposed? What? It's like, our story is our story. Do you think that if we were together for two years and then he proposed and you and your boyfriend have been together for three years, that means he's not serious? Like, It's just like come on, like stop Mm -hmm. comparing everything. Like, and social media has been a big culprit in this. We compare timelines, you know, with one another's. We compare like, oh, she looked like she did this many photo shoots. So we should do this many photo shoots. She goes live at this hour. So this "This is is what I should do. Like no. No, you should trust what God is doing in that person's life, but then come on over and talk to him to see what he wants to do in yours. There has been times that we've been on our prayer calls and I have been flat broke and one of them had, well, let me not say broke because I don't use that word, but I have been financially challenged (laughs) in that time and one of them had a testimony that's like, girl, I just had, you know, such and such thousands of dollars come out of here and I just got Mm -hmm. this contract and I just got this and I just got that and there has never been one second where I'm like, God, why would you do this for her and not for me? I have learned from my God friends, that when God is blessing me, it means he is in the neighborhood. When God is knocking on my door with opportunity, it means he's coming for you next. It means it won't be long now. It's like that jealousy, that envy, that comparison. You don't even feel that. You don't even have that. I don't care what you struggle with with other people. You cannot have that type of bone in your body when it's people that God has literally released to you in your life because it really becomes the same way with like, I am not even want to say the same way it's, it's deeper, you know, yeah. almost then like a earthly sister. Cause I have sisters, yeah. you know, I have two little sisters and me and my little sisters are in different places, like spiritually and stuff like that. And thankfully by the grace of God, I've never had a relationship with them where it's been like, I'm jealous of them or, you know, they're jealous of me, but that's something that you hear about a lot. Among yeah. sisters, like oh, uh, yeah. you know, my sister got kids and I don't, or my sister has a big house, you know, and I don't, or my sister is doing this. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give y'all a prime example.
1: Mm. We were
0: girls, so real. <laughs> we were looking for a house last year, and I only say were for the testimony checkers because God is finding our house. We are not in a place where we're like putting in offers and you know doing all of that kind of stuff at the moment because we haven't been led to, but this is what we were doing really almost like around this time, like last year. So it was about almost a year to the day. I feel like, cause it was like the end of June when we had gotten approved, you know, for our financing and basically got permission to go and like look at the houses, make offers and, you know, basically like all of that good stuff. So we started the process looking at homes and, At the very same time that we started this process, my youngest sister was also buying a house. Now, I didn't told y'all, we're in very different places spiritually. And I'm not telling her business because, I mean, this is not like something that's like private. She believes in God, but we're different. Like, that's all I can say. We're just different. This episode is brought to you by the God Pays Me Masterclass Y'all, this masterclass is everything that faith-based entrepreneurs need that have been struggling with worrying about money and overcoming the spirit of poverty. All you have to do is go to the show notes and hit that link and download it and it will be sent to you instantly. So when we were making offers on the homes, we put in, I can't even remember the number anymore. I think it was like, 12 or 13 offers and were outbid every time. So first of all, the emotion of that, the feeling of rejection of that. And I'm speaking for myself at the time. I'm not going to speak for my husband because I feel like he has his own feelings on this. But for me, it was very emotional. I felt rejected. I felt unworthy because here we are, you know, in this place where you're practically in so many words being told your offer is not good enough. You know, you don't deserve to be in this house. This is basically like what is going on. So we had a situation where we got approved for the financing, but then like a couple of days later they like came back and were like, "Oh, well, you know, we need, you know, this to basically like be rectified and right now it's like not fully approved." It was like something like that. <laughs> so anyway, It was a few weeks later where they came back and reneged and were like, oh, you know, we checked everything and now you guys are approved. But long story short, we had lost out on about three weeks of time with looking at houses because they went back and said that we weren't, you know, approved pretty much. So in the housing market that we were in at this time and still kind of in three weeks of time is really like an eternity. It's like it's so crushing, you know, on your search and your offers and, you know, all of that stuff. So fast forward to the end of September. Now it's been three months. So it's like 90 days since we initially got, you know, quote unquote approved. Our financing expired the day that my sister went to closing Mm -hmm. on her house. So literally you're being put in a place where your financial journey with, you know, getting a mortgage is coming to an end in this moment. Your sister is closing on her house. Your sister is celebrating and you're over here crying. Your sister is celebrating and you're over here just looking at God, wondering when is the promise going to be answered? Because let me tell y'all, me and my husband were minding that little business. We were not out here talking about buying no house. This was not something (laughs) that was a conversation. Like God came in here and wrecked us and said, don't you renew this lease? It's like, it wasn't us. So for me, and again, you know, I'm speaking for me because I had a lot of different feelings on it than my husband did, but I had a lot of anger. Because what do you mean closing on a house? Our finance has expired. Mm -hmm. But oh, let me tell y'all this part. We're living in a hotel.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And had been living in a hotel at that time for almost two months. Yeah. Excuse me? I'm sorry, not even almost two months, almost three months because we got to the hotel in July. So this time we're bordering on October. So you're telling me what? You're telling me that I pray and praise you every day Mm -hmm. and this happened to somebody that doesn't even acknowledge you? Mm -hmm. This is how the enemy wanted me to feel. But the first thing that happened when my sister closed on her house, my mother called me and said, We're going into the house later today. Can you pray over the house? Can you anoint the house? So I go to God because how am I tell my mother? No, you know, I'm grown, but I'm still somebody's daughter. Okay. So this is like not even a question. This is like, I'm telling you when we go to the house, I'm going to call you and this is what you're going to do. It wasn't, are you available, you know, to do this? Do you mind? It was like, no, this is what you're going to do. So I go to God and I'm praying because God, what am I going to say? I'm hurt. I'm sad. I'm happy for my sister. I love my sister. I'm excited for my sister. I'm happy for my nephews, but God, I'm hurt. Where is this for me and my family? I'm like, we've been watching so many other people going to close getting to the finish line. And we're still in this hotel. We are still feeling like we're forgotten about, like what mm. is going on in this time? So I'm getting quiet thinking that I'm getting quiet and I'm going to God and asking God what to say in the prayer when I pray over the house. And do y'all know what God says to me? To sow a seed into my
2: sister. Yeah, yeah. God will have you do that to serve. Like you serve out of, this is one thing that I have found. I'm just going to interject this really quickly. This is more to the story. What I have found is that God always has me to sow in some way, shape or form of the area where I feel like I left. So if it's money, then somebody will come to me who is homeless. And it's like, well, God, I ain't got no money to pay my mortgage. You got a roof over your head. So feed <laughs> so it to this person. Or, you know, I'm feeling down. Or I'm feeling discouraged. And someone to call me and they're on the brink of having a mental or emotional breakdown. And as you were mm-hmm. talking, I was really getting emotional because, like, you really have to have a heart for, like, if you want to be supernaturally paid. And if you want to be wealthy, and I'm not just talking about money, if you Mm -hmm. want to attain all of these things that we go to God for and we pray for and we hope for and we desire for, if you want the material things, if you want, you know, all of these other things, you Mm -hmm. really have to be in a place where you are down for whatever God wants you to do in any season, in any moment. And a lot of times What God is doing in these moments is God is breaking our flesh, right? Mm. Because in our flesh, I don't want to pray for this person. I don't have my house. Why I got to go and pray over somebody else's house, right? But what you have to remember, and this is, I shared with Raven and them, and I'm trying to hold back the emotion. So there was a situation I dealt with earlier this year. And I remember when I called my friends and the people that God told me to call and ask for prayer. And the number of people who gave an immediate yes to praying for me in this really, really, really hard place on this really challenging matter something I had never dealt with before in my life. And I remember one day I was sitting in my bedroom, I was on the edge of my bed, I had just woken up and I was asking God, you know, how did I end up in this situation? Da, 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 da. And what God, instead of answering that question, what God showed me was all of the seeds that I had sown mm. in faith, in prayer, in believing, how I had stood in the other people in this same area. And what God told me was, every time you didn't want to pray for somebody regarding this particular area of their lives, you were sowing a seed. And now you are reaping a harvest from that. So let me give you a tangible example. Let's mm. say that it's finances. This is where we're talking about you know, money and all of that. Every time that you didn't have and you prayed for somebody else to get, that was a seed. Every mm. time that your bank account was low, but you gave your last $20, your last 50 your last whatever, that was a seed. Every time mm. that you believed God that somebody's house would be saved and that it wouldn't go into foreclosure, that was a seed. So in those moments that break our flesh, they are building something in the spirit. And what you have to believe is that there will be a return that you're going to be able to Mm -hmm. pull from the harvest, that that harvest is going to come in and you'll be able to pull from what you deposited. We hear this a lot about faith, but I believe that it works in every area of the spiritual realm, Mm. that whatever you sow, the seeds that you sow in faith and belief Mm. and hope Mm. and prayer, financial, whatever they are that you will reap a return on those things. You got to let God break Mm. that flesh. And if God told you to pray for somebody else's marriage, though your engagement just fell apart, you go pray for that person. Mm. That's a seed. That seed is going to come back to you. And I can promise y'all, I only speak about things that I know about. I can promise you that the seeds that you sow out of your own broken place, your own place where you feel down and how you encourage other people It's always, always going to come back to you. Always going to come back to
0: you. I love how you went there, you know, to talk about just like the seeds and sowing into people. Because I think too often we think sowing into people and a seed is something that's just monetary. But it can be a seed with your time. It can be a seed with your prayer. Like it's so many different things, you know, and it's all about to, I want to highlight this, like how you respond. So when God is doing something in somebody else's life that you want to basically be happening, you know, in your life. And so I want to like go a little bit deeper, like, you know, with my sister, since we're talking about like God friends, because my sister that's right behind me, she has my niece and my niece is like 14. So clearly, you know, she's like been around for like a long time. My sister had her when she was like younger. So it was a long time where it was like just my niece. There was like no other grandkids. Like, you know, it was, it was just my niece. And nobody was like, honestly, really like checking for it like that. Like I would get like, oh, when are you going to have, have kids? But I never would really get that from my parents. Like my parents were kind of just like, you know, whatever type thing. But when my youngest sister got pregnant with my nephew, it mm-hmm. was like, what's going on? Yeah. And people had that question because, by that time, my husband had already came into my life as, you know, the man that we knew was going to be my husband, but we weren't married yet. And, you know, stuff like that. So people are just looking at it like, okay, y'all been together, you know, for like a year and a half, you know, what's going on. And again, people don't know the behind the scenes of your relationship. You know, they don't know what's going on. They just feel like if things are not happening at the speed that they think it should be happening, then Something must be wrong and it must be something that needs a conversation. And so when my sister got pregnant, I knew I would get some heat, basically. (laughs) I knew it would be like, okay, you know, we thought that you were next, you know, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Because also this is my baby sister, you know? So it's like, oh, you know, you're the oldest girl and you still don't have no kids. What's going on? You know, what's happening? And when I tell y'all, one, I never got offended by anyone asking me anything because people just don't know any better. A lot of times people don't know that these questions that they're asking are very personal and they're very private and you know very deep questions so that's the first thing I never got offended but the second thing when I tell y'all when my sister like told me she was having a boy i just had so much joy because I'm like, I'm getting a nephew. Like, first of all, I was already excited that I'm getting another niece or nephew. You know, I'm getting somebody else to love on, but I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm getting a nephew. Like, this is so exciting. Like a lot of people don't know this. I actually named my niece and my first nephew. Mm -hmm. So I always just felt like I'm just a part of this, you know, anyway, like when she had him, like I couldn't wait to like hold him and You know, we really did a lot of like sewing into them when she was pregnant. We put up a lot of money for like her baby shower. It's like I was in so much joy for my sister becoming a mother that I could not even entertain these people that's over here. Like, when you having a baby, what's going on? You know, what's happening? Like, it was so much joy there. And so I want to speak to that because you have to be able to be happy for people even when they have obtained what you are still praying for. Because the same way that I was jumping for joy for my sisters, both of them, when they had their kids, they were at our wedding so excited. Oh my God, like my sister's wedding is so beautiful. Like, oh my goodness. Like they kept calling me. Like I was so proud telling people like, oh my goodness, this is my sister's wedding. And they were so happy for us. It wasn't a jealous bone In my sister's body, even to Mm -hmm. this day, they don't look at me and feel like, well, you're married. And my sister right behind me is married now, but she just got married like last September. So this Mm -hmm. was years, you know, of Tim being in my life and her still being single. It was never like that. They were always extremely welcoming to my husband, extremely welcoming to his family. Like it never was that type of situation. And I just think that when you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, when you look at it and you believe what God said about you, when you believe what he promised you, like you are so busy being grateful for what God has for you and what God is getting ready to do in your life. I was texting my niece yesterday. I had a reminder that came up on my phone of her like literally five years ago at my last apartment that I was living in before I got married. So it's a photo of her. And she's like at the pool, sunglasses on, worry-free, like, you know how to do it. <laughs> living
2: her best life. You know,
0: like living her best life because they like, I don't got no bills, whatever. <laughs> so she's sitting at the pool like that. I send her the picture. So she replies back and says, oh my God, I love this apartment. Like, oh my goodness. Like, So I'm cracking up, like showing it to Tim, like, look at her talking about she loved this apartment, (laughs) you know, blah, blah, blah. So I replied to her and I said, I love that apartment too, but wait until you see our next house mind you, ain't closed on it, ain't found it, ain't secured it. But I believe what God said when he said that ownership is our portion. I believe what God said when he said, don't renew the lease here because I have something greater. I believe what God said every single time. God said no to those offers that we put in because make no mistake about it. No man turned us down. God said no. God said, I'm going to protect my children because your little, 2,400, whatever square foot is not good enough. God said, I'm going to protect my children because your neighborhood is not good enough. Whatever you got in this, it's not good enough. Whatever problems that this home has that you're not disclosing, I'm going to protect my children from this. That's the thing. Like we have to stop looking at rejection Like it's rejection when almost all the time it is really God protecting us from something, protecting us from a conversation he heard that we didn't hear, protecting us from a problem he saw that we didn't see protecting us from something that's going to happen five years from now when somebody yeah. burglarizes that home or whatever. And he makes sure that we're not the ones living there. Yeah. Come on. It's like, don't yeah. play with God. He's yeah. going to protect his children at all costs, even if time. it's at the cost of you got to live in a hotel for 228 days. Because yeah. people can't believe that after living in a hotel for 228 days and still not having the house yet, people can't believe that me and my husband are still on fire for God. Yeah. But people couldn't believe that Job was still on fire for God yeah. after everything that was taken away from him. If yeah. this is a Job season in the flesh and people going to get this testimony on earth in order to believe it, then that's yeah. what's going to happen because you're going to see the picture of me at the closing table with my husband. I have the dress hanging up in my closet that God Ooh. told me to buy for the settlement. And yeah. I haven't worn the dress yet. Every yeah. single time I've tried to wear the dress, God corrects me and says, this is your closing dress. Take that off. Nobody can see this dress until you get to the closing period. I didn't overthink it and say, well, is this going to be the right size? Am I going to be pregnant at the closing and I can't fit it? I didn't overthink nothing. This is what God said to buy. Just like when he said, don't renew the lease. We didn't renew the lease. This is what faith is. Faith says, no, eye has seen yet. We're always looking to see. Hmm, my God. we are always looking good, to see sis. that the next place is secured before we don't renew the lease at the last place. We're always looking to see that we still good with these A1 since day one friends before we step into the God friends. We're always looking to check our bank account to see if our bank uh. account tells us that we have enough. Stop counting the money and start counting the scriptures. In this so-called recession, and I'm saying so-called because it is a recession, but baby, it ain't got nothing to do with me and my family, period. Nothing to do with us. I'm not over here counting what's happening. Oh, let me count the inflation. Let me count the job loss. Let me count the shortages. I'm counting the scriptures that say in the midst of a famine, I will be plentiful. I'm counting the scriptures That says, bring all the tithes to the storehouse storehouse. and I will bring you the overflow. I'm counting the scriptures in Job 5 and 24, I think it is. That says, after everything is done, you will count and see that none of your things have been touched. None of your items are gone, recession or not. I don't care how quickly it's going through, nothing will be touched. No car will be taken from us. No house will be removed from over our heads. There will not be a shortage of food in this place. Period. I'm counting what God said. And Mm. this is the thing. God's friends will force you to look at what God said and not what you said in your little thoughts. Not even what your mother said. Not even what your father said. God's friends will really make you see the bigger picture. And it's important that as we talk about being supernaturally paid, we tap into what it means to be on one accord with God as far as what you believe. Because see, this is the thing. It's a lot of Christians and it's not enough believers. And I say this all the time to my sisters. It's not enough people really out here believing that God said what he said and put a period behind it. It's too many of us listening to what God said in private. But then you go on social media and you're feeding into somebody else's story and what they said who don't even talk to God. And now you're thinking that this is your portion. People can post about a recession all they want to. I'm going to stand on this hill of yeah. psalm thirty-seven, nineteen, yeah. that said that even in the midst of a famine i will be bountiful i don't care if i have to repeat that scripture to myself five and six times a day in the shower in my sleep in my dream the devil is going to get this scripture you're not going to scare me with no recession no i'm yeah. not going to be over here piling up this and doing all of these things <laughs> that people are saying Girl, oh you oh need to budget man.
2: first so, of y'all. all you should have been budgeting already that's number one
0: let me just talk to y'all real quick God told me in the second quarter, he said, what you are investing in, in the second quarter, and not just investing in terms of money, but investing in terms of your time, investing in terms of your money as well. He said, this is how you're going to eat in the Mm -hmm. third quarter and beyond. And Mm -hmm. when I tell y'all, it was so much money that me and my husband invested into our businesses in the second quarter of 2022, y'all. February, which was the first quarter. We got out of our space. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give y'all like a little bit because we still haven't publicly like shared our spaces. We kind of have like talked about it a little bit like in our stories and stuff, but we haven't done like an official like before and after and stuff like that. But let me tell you how when you serve a God that is so generous, when you serve Mm -hmm. a God that loves you so much, it's never what it looks like, y'all. It is never what it looks like. Like people will think, they got you up out of somewhere and God will literally say it was a setup for me to give you double because yeah. when I tell y'all God has literally given us double we went from having one space to having two spaces but not I'm just good. one space to two spaces God said I'm gonna double the space and I'm gonna lower the price for you I'm gonna yep. improve the location I'm gonna yep. give you better benefits like yep. when I tell you like God is so good like Don't get caught up in these moments that you think is sad. Don't Mm -hmm. get caught up in something that the enemy sent to break you because I'm telling you, God sent it to build you up. Stop looking at every so-called setback and feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm done. I'm finished now. No, it tells us in the book of James that situations happen so that we can build up our endurance, so that we can build up our faith in God. When that stuff happened with our last face, Me and my husband never sat back and said like, oh my goodness, we can't believe that they don't want us there. We can't Mm -hmm. believe that we're not renewing our lease. We can't believe that we're not in this space for three years or five years. We can't believe we never said that. We might've had a couple moments of, wait a minute, what just happened? But then real quick, it was like, okay, where's the next space? Like we literally were talking about, well, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And one of the first things that we came into agreement on, let me tell y'all this. Because the word of God says that where two or more are gathered, God is in the midst. Me and my husband came in agreement that we are not settling. We came in agreement that if the location is not where we want it to be, we're not signing on the dotted line. We came in agreement that if it doesn't have this, we're not signing on the dotted line. Period. When I tell y'all God provided more than what we even asked for, didn't just give us two spaces like that we have like separately. But he also gave us spaces with different rooms. God said, I'm not just going to give you an option. I'm going to give you options. Yeah. Baby, it's going to be plural when we yeah. talk about how good God is. Yeah. So I'm telling y'all, like, don't get discouraged in this whole, this is what my bank account looks like. This yeah. is what's going on. This is what, ha-. like, God loves when the funds are low so that he can come yeah. right up in there and do just like he said, bring all the tithes to the storehouse. Yeah. Because you better believe I'm gonna still sew and pay my tithes. Do y'all know last week God led me to buy somebody a laptop? Do y'all know I need a laptop (laughs) myself? Wait, I need a laptop myself weeks ago (laughs) that I still haven't purchased. Yes, I trust God that much that in the midst of me knowing that I need a laptop, I'm gonna sew into somebody else and meet their need. Mm -hmm. because I serve a God that meets every need that I have. I know for a fact. God is not going to leave me high and dry with my laptop. I know yeah. he's not. Yeah. I
2: yeah.
0: know for a fact, God is not going to leave us high and dry with our home. We're yeah. not going to be in this apartment forever. You cannot be in that situation forever. Yeah. I read something last week that was very powerful. And it said, like at the end of his testimony, how like the enemy owes you interest. But I want to put my own take on that because I feel like we give the devil way too much credit. Yeah. Entirely too much credit. No, God is going to make sure that I get the interest. God is going to make sure that you get the interest. God gave us spaces back and he said, I'm going to give it to you with interest. I'm going to give it to you in a way that you didn't have it before. I'm going to give it to you in a way that you didn't see coming. And all this goes back to what we're talking about with God friends, because God friends is going to hold you accountable in prayer to make sure that you keep believing it, to make sure. I hadn't said anything about the house in months on a prayer call. And I think it was like the last prayer call or maybe the one before last. And one of y'all were like, what's going on with the house? That's your God friend stepping in and saying like, okay, I see you good, but let's not forget. Let me take you back and Mm -hmm. make sure mentally you're still there. You might be in the apartment now, but I want to make sure mentally you still see that house. I want to yeah. make sure mentally that you're still preparing to go to the closing table. I want to make sure that you're still ready. I want to make sure that you're still moving in your finances like this is coming because it is. Yeah, That's what God friends are going to do, y'all. I yeah. need y'all to understand this.
2: Yeah, I'm going to let yeah. you
0: close it out Tiff, because I feel like I could keep going on and on <laughs> and on about this. So I'm going to let you have this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely hope that this has been blessing you all. The one thing that I do want to piggyback on is talking about this recession piece or, you know, the economic downturn and the things that we're facing. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, a lot of these things are designed to instill fear in us. And I'm one of those people. Hello. I was actually just talking to uh, Raven's husband yesterday. We had a business call yesterday and we were talking about how we are both two people who believe like the craziest, wildest Hello. things about God. <laughs> like, I mean, it will be like the I actually sound like I ain't talking to Tim no more because he really got me out here believing just these wild and crazy things about God right and it was just, maybe you know, one God.
0: thing that my husband has is audacity to believe that God can do anything and, and that I probably is like my favorite thing about him
2: anything I was <laughs> like what like I have to leave that was a private conversation but anyway we're talking about this yesterday right that We are the type of people who really just be out here believing, like, the bigger and wilder and crazy it is, it's like, that's the thing people believe. It's like the small little trivial stuff that sometimes tries to get me tripped Mm -hmm. up. But it's the big crazy things that God has spoken, you know, that I'm always sold out for. And when it comes to the recession, I'm just crazy enough to believe that that's the world's business. And this is the way that I operate my life. It's a really radical way of believing Mm -hmm. and moving and thinking. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, remember that your faith is at this level. Remember that your belief Mm -hmm. is at this level. Remember that you, again, you know, you have the audacity to believe that anything is possible. And I want you all to pray And to work toward having the crazy faith to believe that Mm. anything is possible. Also remembering that the world's problems are not your problem. Like, Mm. this is why when you ask the question, like, what do people be arguing about? Everything. People have asked me (laughs) my opinion on everything. They want to know what's your opinion on Roe v. Wade. What's your opinion on the recession? What's your opinion on the gas prices? What's your opinion on the housing market? Like, what are your opinions on all of these different things? Mm -hmm. These are worldly battles. Like, this stuff don't have nothing to do with me. And what I mean Mm. by that is that I'm not oblivious. I think that if God is using you as an intercessor, as a prophet, as a mouthpiece in any way, you cannot be oblivious to what's going on in the world because there are people who are not where you are in your faith, right? There are people who are very much impacted and they feel the daily impact of these things. So I think that as believers, we can't be naive. We're not supposed to be silly, you know, like Mm -hmm. not understanding, you know, what's going on in the world, but you can't allow what's happening in these Worldly matters, right? Mm -hmm. All things have to be seen through a spiritual lens. And that's really the thread that ties together everything that we talked about from not coveting other people, from understanding rejection, from understanding the things that go on in the world, understanding, you know, when God tells you to make a move, when God tells you to do something, but also when God tells you not to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The thread that ties all of that together is that these, the way that the world operates is not the way that we as kingdom children operate. And I really Mm -hmm. want you all to work to build your faith and your belief and your stamina, you know, that you put behind that belief in these particular areas. I want you to work to build those things up. There have been so many times in my life and, you know, whether it was in conversations with God friends or in my private Mm -hmm. time with God, where I have really been challenged to believe the craziest things about what God has said. Like, the craziest things. And one of the scriptures that I stand on is in Psalms. I just like the King James version of it, but it's Psalms 27, 13 through 14. And it's the scripture that talks about, you know, I would have fainted had I not believed that I would live to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is a scripture that anytime you find yourself questioning things that are happening in your life, why did you Mm -hmm. move out of the apartment to only end up living in a hotel? Why did you tell me to start the business in the year of a recession? Again, I just told you I'm working on getting two businesses up and running and we're supposed to be going into a recession. I have a consulting firm, right? This is, you know, helping other people build their businesses, but they have to invest, right? So you could easily ask the question, why are you calling me to build businesses in the middle of what the world says is a recession? Why do I have to go to everybody's baby shower, but I've had three miscarriages? Why do I keep getting invited to be a part of the wedding party, even though, you know, my last engagement fell apart and I've been single for two years? Why is it this big vision? And then a global pandemic hits, right? I dealt with that in 2020. In 2020, my company lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in contracts in the blink of an eye. Like, I don't think nothing in my life has ever happened faster than how fast we lost them daggone contracts. And it was because of COVID. Right. But we're still standing. Two years later, 2021 Mm. was the most profitable year that we have ever had in business. Right. Coming out of, you know, this pandemic. But it could have been very easy. There were things that God told me to do in 2020. Mm. I'm March, 2020, April. So I'm looking around like, you knew this was coming. Why did you tell me to? Exactly. Why did we, like, I know you knew this was coming, right? So it can be very easy in those moments that disappoint us, in those moments that break our heart, in those moments that try to break our spirit. It can be very easy to get discouraged, to question God, to be angry with God. We can be real, right? To want to turn away from God. There are some people who lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in contracts and they stopped believing in the God that they have been serving all of their lives. There are some people who are, you know, having struggles with the housing market and they stopped believing in the God they've been serving all of their lives, right? So it can be very easy to do that. In those moments, I want y'all to remember Psalm 27, 13 and 14 and remember the beginning part. And had I not believed, I would faint. Had I not believed, I would literally die in this, right? Whether it's a literal death or a spiritual death or a mental or emotional death or whatever. If I did not believe, and anytime when somebody, when people ask me the different challenges and situations that I've had in my life, How are you still believing? How are you still on fire? I would die. Like y'all, like I would be somewhere in probably a mental institution. I did not believe that something good was coming out of the things that were trying to crush my spirit. And I want to leave you all with that encouragement. Whatever you are waiting on God to do in those moments when you feel broken, remind yourself, I am not going to die in this. I have to believe I have to believe that I am going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We bless Mm. God for the things that we're going to get in heaven and all of the inheritance. And that's beautiful and wonderful. But there are literally scriptures that. Promise us a good life here Mm. on earth that promise us the things that you can't even think of. Like, I am living a life that I literally dreamt of in Mm. the past, right? I remember the days when I, you know, in uh, 2012 and 13, when I was in my one bedroom apartment, just me by myself, you know, building these businesses and just starting out. And I remember I would ask God, I would pray to God, God, I want to be able to show up wherever. You need me to be. So, whether that's to celebrate somebody, to support somebody, I want to be able to give. If somebody reaches out to me and says, Hey, I have a need, I want to be able to give and have it. It won't be hurt to me, right? If I have Mm. to give out of my lack, I will, but I want to be able to give. I want to be able to go to my friends' events. I want to be able to show up for them. This is my every time Raven has an event. I think I've only missed one Prosper Conference and maybe one Pink Slip Retreat, right? I want to be there. When family, are they celebrating something? I want to be there. Things that I dreamt about doing, Mm -hmm. and God has made this a very real reality for me. But had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, even back in 2012, a decade ago. I don't know that I would have made it to this point. So that's what I want to leave y'all with. And I pray that it encourages you and that you all stand on that. I have that as my screensaver on my phone. You know, I'm coming out of a season where I needed to see it all day, every day. And I encourage you, if that's you, to do the same thing. Screenshot that thing from the Bible mm-hmm. and put it on your phone um, and hold on to that. I'm going to stop there. Otherwise, we are going to be on here. And I got to go meet okay. my God friend for lunch. She's waiting for us. <laughs> I'm like, wait, let me hurry up
0: and close it out. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me, sister. This has been a blessing. I'm just happy that I got to share my sister with you guys today. Like, don't be trying to call her and get on your own. Okay, (laughs) But, you know, I got to share her with you guys today. If you've been to a Prosper Conference, you already know how amazing she is. I mean, I can't say I'm like putting this out there too soon because I feel like very late to share it. I'm going to like, you know, keep it at a minimum or whatever. But God is using myself, Chris and Tiffany to do something together. So I know that people were like really sad when I said that it was like the last Prosper Conference. I was honestly kind of sad because I was like, what do you mean this is happening? But, you know, we're opening up the door. We're closing that door. We're opening up the door for God to do something greater And I'm just so excited because whatever this is going to be, whenever, you know, it's going to be, we are literally going to be able to say that this is something that was years in the making. Like when people say God took his time with me, he took his time with this, whatever this is. So stay connected. Make sure that you guys are following Tiffany at I Build Businesses. Make sure that you're following Chris at Kristen D. Hopkins. If you want to catch the live I did with Chris, just head over to the Supernaturally page. And I left the replay up on there as well. But y'all, like, I'm just excited. I think the scripture that I want to just, like, leave you guys with is John 16, This is what I've been standing on the last few days. It says that I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. God Mm -hmm. is bigger than anything that is going on in the world. So I Mm -hmm. hope that y'all just stand on this scripture and you're not getting all worked up about a recession. You're not getting all worked up about your friends and who's around you. Like God literally has the whole world in his hands. Everything is covered. Like My son says, we always good. And I run with it. We always good. Like every day I'm like, yep, that's right. We always good. Like that's how I look at life. So thank y'all so much. So make sure y'all head to the website supernaturallypaid.com so that y'all can see what that is all about. And I will talk to y'all soon. Have a good rest of your day, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Supernaturally Paid. Do not forget to subscribe. We don't want y'all to miss out on any amazing content that we have to offer. And also, don't forget to hit the link in the show notes so that you can get your free God Pays Me Masterclass.